0: healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well, Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Hello and welcome to Valley Well Valle Salud. I'm Lauren Vargas. Needless to say, when we're talking about COVID 19, there's a lot more bad news than good news to share. But one of the benefits that's come out of this pandemic is the rise of telehealth. That means a virtual visit or an interaction with a patient and a healthcare provider. This can be a video call, a phone call, or even a digital message. Telehealth services have certainly exploded at ValleyWise Health, which has completed over 15,000 visits in just a couple months since launching this service. So today we're learning all about telehealth and how to make sure you have a great appointment. We're joined by Dr. Anthony Dunnigan. He's the Chief Medical Information Officer at ValleyWise Health. Dr. Dunnigan, thank you so much for joining us. Hi. Thanks, Lauren. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You work mostly on the tech side of things, but you still see patients now and again?
1: I do. I'm, I'm an internal medicine physician by training. I'm an internist. So I do you know, basically adult primary care. I work largely with our residents uh, one day a week. So it keeps me somewhat honest. Uh, I get to see everything in action, including how we use our technology. So that's, uh, I, I try and leverage that where I can.
0: Nice. So, talk about the rise of telehealth and its popularity in the last several weeks. Have you been surprised by how well it's been received by patients and providers?
1: It, it's been extraordinary, uh, and it's been literally eight weeks as of yesterday. Uh, if you'd have told me nine weeks ago we'd be at fifteen thousand visits, I'd have probably said you're crazy. So, <laughs> uh, fifteen thousand visits in eight weeks—it's—it's—it's it's, it's been incredible. Uh, the reception we've gotten from both. Patients and providers has been phenomenal. Um, you know, obviously we're still young in our journey, but we've got we've got robust tools. We rolled it out. Uh, we've been making it better and better. Um, and I think it's here to stay.
0: So what did it take to get that service up and running in a big healthcare system like ValleyWise Health?
1: Yeah, you can imagine how challenging it is to roll something out across the system, given a, a nice time frame, let alone weeks. So we, I think this COVID was a lightning storm. And if, if there's a silver lining, it's that we had a pressing need, obviously to get anybody who didn't have to be here in person, uh, but who needed chronic care and credit to government agencies, including our state Medicaid program access for working with us and, exploring these options with us. So virtual care essentially became an option overnight, really, as far as our ability to use it and keep our business maintaining. So we were able to offer it to our patients in lieu of their coming in person and getting care. Uh, and we're offering it now to, to new patients as well, these these various modalities, which we'll talk about. So um, that, I think the bar was very low for exploring that. We We did a very... F- fast, but deep dive into a platform that would work. We wanted it to be a good experience. And it just all sort of came together almost literally overnight.
0: So how does it work? Is the doctor in their home or are they still at the clinic and then they just log on to their their webcam?
1: Right. Great question. The the providers are generally in the clinic. So they're in the clinic with the staff who are facilitating and, and helping make all this magic happen. Uh, we have started some piloting of providers being able to do this from home, and it works just as well because you you know like where you can facilitate that conversation on either end from almost anywhere in the world. Yeah, we're starting to see more of that now.
0: So how how can someone request a telehealth visit when they call to make an appointment the normal way? Um, do they just say I I need a telehealth visit, or do we actually recommend people who don't need to be seen in person do a telehealth uh, visit?
1: Yeah, I think as our patients are becoming more familiar with the options, they can certainly request it. We, we listen very closely to what their needs are, what they're coming in for. And there's differences if you're a brand new patient or if you're somebody who we know well, and it's just a routine general checkup. Uh, So we work with them to offer them the right type of visit. Right now we've got both uh, video chat visits and we can do a visit over the telephone. And then of course If needed, we recommend an in-person visit. So we've got this kind of toolkit now of of both virtual and in-person options, and we work to make sure uh, we find the right one for the patient.
0: So if you're just tuning in, we are speaking with Dr. Anthony Dunnigan about telemedicine or telehealth. That's uh, speaking with a provider over the phone or video. And, you know, a lot of us, patients and doctors, we're sort of set in our ways. We've been used to doing something a certain way for a long time. And so when you're kind of forced to change, that that can be a jolt. How hard was it to convince some of these doctors to to really get on the webcam and do their medicine that way?
1: My colleagues are great, and they have varying comfort levels with technology, (laughs) which is actually one of the joys of my work is uh, whether it's, you know, the computer health record or various things. Uh, and this was no different. You know, we've, I've got folks that FaceTime regularly and are familiar with video chatting and, and providers that aren't. And so that was some of our early work. And that's why we chose a platform in particular that was very easy to use. It takes about 90 seconds to set up on the patient side. You literally click a link and enter your name and you're in the virtual exam room. And, and this thing runs on any device with a camera and a web browser. It's not even really an app. It's just, it's, it's a web-fueled experience. And so uh, for, for my colleagues that were a little nervous about it we, did it, we did some video testing. I was a test patient many times. And it's just amazing how easy it is, how, how well it worked. And they were off and running.
0: So I wanted to share a little bit about my experience because I actually did my first telehealth visit last week. And unfortunately, it wasn't with ValleyWise Health, um, which it will be next time. But um, I Googled, you know, quickly telehealth near me and I um, made an appointment through my phone. I didn't even call anyone. So what happened was um, I woke up one Saturday morning to pain in my lower left back that really bothered me. It was like an aching pain, and i never felt that before. So I I did a quick Google search, you know, Google Doc, and um, it said I could have what could be the start of a kidney infection, which made me really nervous. So I made an appointment, um, like I said, through my phone. I was able to get an appointment within a couple hours, and it was such a good experience. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, I didn't know what to expect, but... I got a call right before my appointment from someone who was taking my vitals, asked me some medical history questions, and then told me to just click the link and and wait for the doctor. I waited in this virtual room for about 10 minutes. You could see there were little chairs in there on the screen. It was kind of funny. Probably a lot less waiting time than if I was actually at a doctor's office, to be honest. And, um, you know, soon the, the PA came on. Um, she was great. She spent 15 minutes with me talking me through everything. She actually had me lie down on the couch. She had me set up my computer so she could still see me, had me pushing on different, you know, parts of my stomach. And um, after, you know, a, a good conversation, she um, prescribed me some antibiotics. It went straight to my pharmacy and I went to pick them up. And they sent me a summary of my visit to my email. It was so great. I highly recommend it. And I would do it again. So I love it.
1: It's, I'm so glad you had a great experience. And the healthcare system can be tricky to navigate. We take it for granted because it's our second home. But yeah, so to be able to conduct an encounter like that in your home where you're comfortable and it's, it's very open and that's is part of this journey ahead of us here. We're, we're really on a cultural journey now. We want to do this well. We know it's not going away Uh, those are some of the elements we're going to bring in an amazing experience right brand new probably talk to somebody you've never seen before Uh, for our patients that that know us well they're on uh, panels with their primary provider and this is now an option that's even a deeper experience so uh, we combine this with you know maybe an in-person visit once or twice a year and some other virtual tools and uh, i think i think we're starting to see how we this really becomes how we conduct business going forward. So no, it's great. You had a good experience As most people have, we've done some very early surveying, uh, both of providers and patients and the numbers were out of the park. So I was just thrilled.
0: So we're talking with Dr. Anthony Dunnigan about telemedicine and telehealth. And you can actually make an appointment uh, with a provider at Valleywise Health um, over the, over video or over the phone or in person if needed by calling 833-855-9973. That's 833-855-9973. You can call us Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can also book an appointment on our website by visiting valleywisehealth.org. So you mentioned um, just now that Uh, you still want to see um, the person in person once in a while. Is that correct? Or can someone just do virtual visits all the time?
1: It it sometimes depends on what's going on. You know, folks that have a chronic medical condition uh, or other needs, you know, generally there's a role for bringing them in, you know, a more in-depth physical exam, depending on their payer uh, groups like Medicare, Medicaid, uh, there's an annual wellness exam. So we do a typically a detailed physical exam and run through a list of things. Uh, even that is a more efficient experience now because there's so much of that we can do before and after virtually. So when you do have to come in, it's very focused. Uh, we're, we're trying to structure it now where you actually have a little more time if you're coming in person. So, you know, I think as this has evolved so quickly, uh, we think we could take advantage and, and hook some of these bits together in ways we haven't before.
0: So let's talk about some tips to have a successful telehealth visit. What advice do you have for people who have never done this before and just made an appointment?
1: Yeah, like, like you did, just give it a try. (laughs) You'll, you'll, you'll be surprised if you've done any sort of, you know, FaceTiming or Skyping or anything like that. You know, you get used to the technology very quickly. Within five minutes, it feels very natural. It doesn't necessarily feel like something different than having an encounter with a provider. Um, This this platform we use, like I said, it works on any device essentially with a camera and a web browser. You wanna be on decent broadband. It does very well on 4G actually. Certainly uh, LTE or Wi-Fi is great. Uh, We see a little pixelation sometimes with the lower cell signals like 3G. Um, It helps if you've got the, the modern versions of your browser, the modern version of your operating system. If you happen to be on a computer with a webcam and you're fixed to the internet, that's particularly great. And then it's, you certainly wanna be in a private place. You know, we, we, it's a full normal exam. We'll talk about anything like we would in the room. Uh, so you, you want a nice private spot. Uh, you wanna make sure the lighting is good. Uh, you know, the, the background, you know, I'm against a window uh, when I'm doing some video calls and I'm, I'm aware of that. So uh, the providers are doing the same thing on their end. So they're conducting these encounters in a private spot where it's it's, it's protected. Uh, and and we're helping them with a good experience on that.
0: Nice. Those are great tips. So I want to introduce uh, Chencho Flores. He's our audio producer for this show, and he has a question for you. So, Doc, my question is, you know, obviously we've been moving towards telemedicine even before uh, the pandemic started. Talk a little bit about how this has kind of really pushed us kicking and screaming into the telemedicine
1: world, and also, I mean, how fortunate... Uh, for lack of a better word, are we to have this happen during this time when we have the technology to do this? Yeah, I, I have a now infamous line. We we did in four days what I've been working on for four years with uh, introducing these virtual visits uh, and, and how quickly it spread. So it, it really has been a silver lining. Um, I think it's partly, we sometimes we thought of telehealth as this very formal, complicated thing that would have touch points with our computer system and other integration, And it turns out it's actually this very lightweight thing that works right alongside our other technologies uh, and is very intuitive both for the provider and patient uh, and is very flexible. Uh, Whether you're a primary care doc, whether you're a pediatrician, we've got our OB docs using it. A lot of our specialty docs, uh, I'm working with physical therapists now doing virtual care. So it, it, it fits almost any ambulatory care clinic circumstance to an extent you know there's variations in in what you can do and you know certain people have other things they prefer to have a patient in front of them with hands-on but um, it's it really has been a silver lining and it's 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 actually been one of the most rewarding things I've seen and done in my career is to get this going so quickly eight weeks in and it's changed how a lot of our people practice and I mentioned our satisfaction scores have just been phenomenal with both the providers and the patients. So it's been thrilling.
0: That's so good to hear. And it's such a good point though. Like what if this pandemic had happened 30 years ago uh, and we didn't have this virtual technology, it'd be a lot harder for people to connect with their, with their providers.
1: You know, I, I think we, ha- we go through these things. Um, and, uh, you know, I hear stories about, you know, things happening in the world wars and that sort of thing. So this is another one of those, Unprecedented times where it's it's really pushed us to to deliver services and rethink how we deliver services and and you know there's a willingness to explore this and we're all trying to do what we can. You know, we we were very aware that we we wanted we needed to save capacity in our system for folks with COVID. So to be able to keep people cared for at home and to and to provide care and also keep those people out of our system. Uh, And out of that exposure, I mean, there's just probably two or three things like that that help to drive this virtuality.
0: So for those of you just tuning in, we are speaking with Dr. Anthony Dunnigan about telehealth. And you can actually make an appointment to see a provider over video or by phone at Valleywise Health by calling 833-855-9973. That's 833-855-9973 on Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or you can book an appointment on valleywisehealth.org. So Dr. Dunnigan, you mentioned that telehealth can be used for almost any situation. And I think that's kind of a misconception about your, um, your experience in the doctor's office because most of it is a discussion and, and sort of a discovery of your history with the doctor. Is that correct?
1: I agree 100%. It's really, it, it, it's always been about a relationship. So, you know, we, we practice a, a patient-centered medical home. And whether you're in person or virtual, it's, it's your relationship with the provider, the other people in your care team, you know, the nurses, the care coordinators, uh, and that our experience has been that encounter, that interaction, whether it's in person or virtual can be just as enriching. Obviously, if you need an immunization, if you need to get a lab test drawn, you're going to come in, we're going to get that taken care of. And we can make it far more efficient now because we can do some of these elements with you and your home. So yeah, we, we, we always place the emphasis back on that relationship.
0: Are there any limitations um, to, to telehealth?
1: You, we've encountered a few early on. Uh, we're, we're still, uh, some of our patients, English is not their primary language. So we're, we're learning how to bring interpreters into the mix. We, we've got a, a video chat platform that, that can bring in interpreters and group chatting Um, we're aware, uh, our elderly patients, for example, you know, we take care to make sure there's either a family member available or they're comfortable using technology, uh, folks with, with a number of chronic conditions, we want to make sure we have the right time to delve into that. Uh, another thing we do with the patient at home is make sure they've got their medications available. If need be, they can pick up the pill bottle and show it to the camera. And, you know, there's a lot we can do with those visual cues. So. Um, some chronic conditions that require, you know, we, blood pressure is a great example for high blood pressure, hypertension. Uh, we're more apt now to have the patient with a digital device at home. Uh, we're working on some other technologies that will feed that data directly into our computer system on our end so that the patients don't have to do anything. Uh, they can still write it down and keep a log of something like that. So, you know, there's a few areas where we're we're definitely on a journey here, uh, we, we want this to be uh, value-added for everybody involved. Uh, but it's, you know, like we've talked about, it's a great option. Uh, these, you know, mid-check-in visits or you know, kind of chronic-based touch, touch-based check-ins, uh, those are turning out to be great virtual care experiences.
0: So I know we're really early. We've only been doing it for a few months ourselves, but have we noticed um, a change in behaviors of the of the patient um, because they're in the comfort of their home? Are they opening up more, or you know, telling you different things?
1: I, I'm hearing great stories from some of my colleagues because we're getting literally a glimpse into their homes, right? And we've been trying to do that for years. You know, we're very aware. You know, it's not just the medical conditions, but but our our patients have things going on in their lives. And to an extent, we try and get to know that so we can provide the best care and, and, and deliver that whole person care. And we're seeing now literally their homes, you know, their rooms, we see their family. Uh, it's, it's, it's been very rewarding for both the providers and patients to, to have that other dimension of their typical care.
0: So that's a good segue into my next question. So, what can you tell me about doing telehealth visits for behavioral health appointments, like a, you know having your psychologist or psychiatrist appointment over video?
1: Yeah, great question. Our behavioral colleagues have been leaders in this space. They've actually been doing this for a little while. So, uh, a lot of the same principles apply. So, you know, on each end, it's 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 a, it's private. You want to make sure you're in a private place. Obviously, very sensitive information gets discussed there's almost no boundaries with what you, you can discuss. You know, we use this, the platform, we use is HIPAA compliant, nothing gets stored. Uh, we utilize the, uh, the record keeping software we have in the same way. So it's just a matter of, of making sure everyone's comfortable. I think when I compare what we're doing over the telephone with the video, that in particular, you know, being able to see the patient, look in their eyes, you know, the patient's able to talk to the provider, look at them, that, something about that interaction in particular in our behavioral health space, I think is really crucial and has led to a very satisfactory um, thing going on with, with those patients and providers in
0: particular. Absolutely. And speaking of HIPAA compliance, let's talk about MyChart a little bit. So can you explain to the listeners what MyChart is and how you guys are now sending pictures um, through the system?
1: My chart is our personal health record. So it's basically you as a patient have a version of our sophisticated electronic health record at home. It's it's web-based. You just go to a, a, a web link, uh, you log in. You know, Many of us are familiar with these, with other aspects of our lives. Uh, I, I, have a, I have a pet portal now, so I can go and, and it's the same thing. I've got my immunizations there. I've got my medications. Uh, I can talk to my care team. Uh, We just turned on recently the ability to share photos and this is great. We've got, as you know, we have the Arizona burn center. So we have a, we have a large uh, burn clinic there. We use some other wound care. Uh, We have uh, dermatology, uh, rheumatology. So patients can send pictures of their joints, their rashes in high definition. And we're able to look at those now through the personal health record. uh, And then whether it's an in-person visit or at least to a virtual visit, it just, it just supports a more efficient encounter. We're able to get a look Provide advice ahead of time. Uh, and that's been a great thing. So, yeah, we've been trying to leverage more of the MyChart personal health record functionality for years. You can pay your bills now. You can uh, refill your meds now. So I've been. that's been one of my passion projects for a long time. So to be able to leverage what we're doing with virtual care and the personal health record has been great.
0: That sounds really um, easy to use and and super beneficial for both parties. So needless to say, I mean, COVID-19 kind of forced us into this space, but is it here to stay? Will Will you see some people going back into the doctor's office after this is over once they have the ability to?
1: I, I think so. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But And as people come in, we go, hey, you know, thank you for coming in. By the way, we now have these virtual care options that are completely solidified. They're baked in, they're ready for your use at home. So it's, I think it's, I think back to when we were, um, you know, traveling by air and the first time you had to check in at a kiosk, you go, well, I think I'll, I'm going to go talk to somebody. And then the next time you go, you know what, that was just as easy as talking to the person. It's the same thing with this journey we're on. So as people hear more about the options, they try them, they get comfortable with them and maybe they help spread the word. Uh, I think that's where this thing just keeps going and going, and and this is how care looks forever going forward.
0: That's really exciting. Are there any other trends popping up on the horizon that you are kind of noticing that might be our new normal in a couple years? I'm very excited about
1: some of these voice-enabled technologies. So we're working with a company called Nuance that makes a product called Dragon, and it's very similar to many of the things we have in our lives, whether it's Siri or Alexa Things like that. So we're bringing more of that into healthcare. There's there's a role in that for virtual care as well as in-person care. Um, we're looking at ways we can make the, the encounter more efficient for both the patient and the provider. I, I talk to my colleagues often, and they, while they're tolerant of the computer and they realize, you know, obviously you have to write a note and do the, do your coding and documentation and and meet you know various requirements. They really want to talk to the patient get to know them and understand what's going on and have that be the focus of the visit. And I'm very optimistic. I, I, more of these technologies are coming that get us back to that to an extent. And, and it's been a blessing with the virtual care. You know, people are able to focus on this encounter. They then finish up their other work. It, has, it, it, it didn't turn out to be this very complicated thing, which I think we, we thought it was as we were trying to do this over the years.
0: So one more time, if you want to make a telehealth visit with Valleywise Health, you can call us Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5.00 p.m. at 1-833-855-9973, or you can visit our website valleywisehealth.org and click the book an appointment button. Dr. Dunnigan has a blog on our website right now, um, so you can read about tips for your upcoming telehealth visit to make sure it's a successful one. Dr. Dunnigan, a lot of great information today. We really appreciate time. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well, Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash be well. There, you'll find blogs and videos from our health providers, and you can even book an appointment at a Valleywise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash be well. Thanks for listening and we hope you'll tune in again soon.